So this is our first YouTube video, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we uh, are really excited to meet you guys and for you to meet us. This first video is all about just kind of telling you guys who we are, where we came from, the struggles that brought us here to starting our own company, um, a film production company, and really trying to think about what can we do on a daily basis that is, um, that is what we want to do. Um, that idea of waking up, I'm gonna do exactly what I want to do today and earn a living doing it. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to share that with you guys, mm -hmm. give you an idea of who we are, where we come from, and then sort of what our plans are for the near future with the company and this YouTube channel. So, you know, well, we're excited that you're here. You know, watch it, check us out. Um, it's gonna be a long video probably, so sorry about Oof, that. But long. for the people who are watching this a few years from now, uh, hopefully it's got a little bit more value <laughs> than the, our first time viewers. Right. Um, so check it out, thanks guys. What's up? It's uh, Matthew and DJ here. This is uh, Midland Pictures' first official video for our YouTube channel. We're sitting down to talk a little bit about um, our background, uh, sort of who we are, how we got here, and what we're planning with this channel moving forward. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the company and uh, everyone involved and some of the things that we do uh, to make money and have fun doing it. So again, I'm Matthew. I'm DJ. This is the part where Dennis will sit here and probably roll his eyes a few times as I go through a little bit about my background. But I just wanted to give a little bit of how I got here to where I'm sitting in a, the basement of my house um, filming uh, YouTube videos and working as a professional uh, filmmaker for corporate, nonprofit, um, filming, post-production, all that stuff. Ever since I was a kid, my brother and I have made home movies. Um, we used a VHS camcorder when we were kids and edited everything in camera because there wasn't editing software in the mid-90s that two kids in rural Illinois could get their hands on and make movies. So editing in camera was, you know, knowing what our cuts were as we filmed it and making our movies that way. My dad worked in the English department and brought home like this big crazy VHS camcorder. Like you actually carried a VCR in a pouch <laughs> and held the camera. Um, and we made our own versions of like Halloween movies and ninja movies and you know, kung fu and all that stuff and just goofed around. My brother was a big driving force of that and I was usually in front of the camera as opposed to behind it, although I did get to run the camera every once in a while. But that's really where a lot of what we did with actual filmmaking started. We watched movies all the time. My dad let us watch Aliens and Terminator and all that stuff and we just really loved filmmaking. In high school, didn't really do anything with film, but I got involved in theater in high school and was in a couple plays. And then after uh, kind of a failed attempt at going to college for computer science, I circled back to theater and went to the University of Illinois in Champaign and got into their acting program and went through the conservatory there and studied acting for four years. I was in a bunch of plays, um, wrote a few plays, um, and then graduated and moved to Chicago. From there, I really learned that I did not like acting at all. I would get terribly nervous and crazy performance anxiety. I was not good. I forgot my lines all the time because I just didn't dedicate the time to memorizing and preparing to be a good working actor. And I found myself really wanting to write the words instead of perform the words. 
And I remember I was sitting in a movie theater in Oak Park, Illinois. Um, it was just near my apartment. And I was kind of going through this sort of like little crisis of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I'm sitting there going, you know, what is it if I if I could do anything that I would that I would do? And it always came back to filmmaking. I decided right then and there that I was going to start pursuing screenwriting. So I wrote my first script. Of course, it was awful, but I really enjoyed the whole process and decided, you know, why not go $100,000 into debt and go to film school and get an MFA? So that's what I did. I applied to seven or eight universities. Um, USC, UCLA, Boston University, Florida State, um, a few others, and I ended up getting into Boston University and Florida State University. And Florida State was a little bit cheaper, so uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, we packed up the uh, Mazda and went to film school. So from there I learned production, we shot on Super 16 millimeter, I learned how to edit in Avid and Final Cut. I wrote screenplays, short films, all that stuff. We were basically two years of constant filmmaking. When I graduated, I moved out to Los Angeles um, to pursue screenwriting and quickly got a job with a good friend of mine, Nick. I went to undergrad with him at University of Illinois in the theater department and he had me editing concert video content. So he was doing a show for New Kids on the Block and So You Think You Can Dance, the, the tour, not the actual TV show. And he was so overwhelmed that he's like, have you ever used Final Cut? And I'm like, yeah, I've edited a few films on it. And he's like, you're hired. So I started editing all this screen content for these concerts and um, really grew to love working in post-production and working with editing software. And he taught me a ton about workflow and organization, um, like the engineering of video, codecs and compression and all that kind of stuff. And I did that in LA for close to three years. Unfortunately, when we moved to LA, we moved the week that the Great Recession hit in September of 2008. And it took a few years for the concert industry to catch up and for the people who were you know, creating the concerts and holding the concerts to say, yeah, I don't think we really need video for this anymore because it was so expensive. So all the work for me dried up and my wife and I were not in a position to hold out um, and wait for more work. So we moved to the uh, Omaha metro area where she grew up and kind of started over with nothing. I mean, we lived with her parents for nine months. We had no money. She was doing freelance work in like social media management. I was trying to scrap together freelance editing work still with Nick back in LA and then here in Omaha and started working um, with local production companies doing a lot of editing work. And that led to working full time with one production company that was here as a post-production supervisor. So I oversaw everything post-production. We worked with contractors doing everything from voiceovers to 3D animation, uh, teaching editors that we um, brought on who didn't have a lot of experience or none at all, this guy, um, <clears throat> and creating an entire post-production workflow around um, some of the systems that I had learned with Nick and learned on my own. The full-time aspect lasted about two years, and then I wanted to go off on my own. And so I went back to freelancing, but quickly realized that, I th that the best way to move forward was by starting a company myself. So in January of last year, we started Midland Pictures. DJ was on board and helping me with video production, post-production, all that stuff. The screenwriting stuff that I was working on, you know, it, it went okay in Los Angeles. I'd landed a manager off of one of the scripts that I had written. It was like a cop thriller that was set in Chicago. And we just weren't really able to get a lot of traction with some of the other screenplays I had
had written. I had still been writing screenplays nights and weekends while I was working as a post-production supervisor. One of my scripts actually went out wide across Hollywood to like all the studios, Paramount, uh, 20th Century Fox, all that stuff, and it was really exciting. I got to go on a lot of great meetings, fly out to LA, you know, meet with people at the studios and all that stuff, but ultimately the script didn't sell. I didn't have another project that was ready to go, so we started adapting that script into a television pilot. We're still actually working on it right now, but I thought that with the company we could really pivot from um, you know, my focus on screenwriting and freelancing in video production and post-production and sort of combine the two and figure out a way to have a company that does commercial nonprofit film, like a traditional client uh, structure where we're managing clients, we're working with clients to create the videos that they want, but then also trying to figure out original content. Again, continuing to have my scripts developed now under the company, um, coming up with ideas for shows that we can do from you know a kid's puppet show to a golf show that we're working on, sort of like a local talk show using golf, which you'll hear more about later. We really want to be able to create and make videos that we want to make. And that's a big part of what we're trying to accomplish here. But I just wanted to give a little bit of a background about me. Um, and I think maybe we'll circle back to a little bit more of like what's driving all this, the passion behind it. Um, I just wanted you guys to have a little bit of an idea of what my background is. Hit me up with any questions in the comments. Happy to um, answer anything or elaborate on, you know, sort of what, um, what I've done, you know, what my background is, some of the jobs that I had, if you guys are curious. Um, so definitely, um, definitely ask about those in the comments. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to DJ and get a little bit about his background and uh, and see sort of what his crazy route was to get to this place. Um, so there you go, buddy. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> Not as long. It's hard to tell your story. <laughs> I don't even, I like have a story, but I don't ever talk about it as a story because yeah. I kind of just forget about it and move on. Um, let's see. I'm DJ. I do stuff. Is that good? No. Okay, here. When did you know? How far back should I go? I think... So my route was a little more unconventional than yours. I uh, didn't go to school for anything besides high school. I guess back when I was younger, I always would draw and I would always make stuff in my room. It's kind of like my son now, <laughs> but... School was never a, a high point or a, I don't know, ed, the education system wasn't my thing. I didn't learn that yeah, way. Yeah, memorizing yep. and taking a Scantron mm -hmm. test was That's just right. not yep. your thing. Yep. You know, back in even elementary school, I would make stuff and I would take art in junior high and then high school. I would, I would excel at, like woodworking classes mm -hmm. and art classes sculpting i would always make things out of clay and yeah they do well and stuff. cared about that stuff the electrical classes and stuff like that but you know failed my math tests and my classes in biology and everything like that and i was the good little student that's right teacher's yeah. pet mm -hmm. memorized everything yep. Yep. did my test a's yep. and b's yep. kind of phoned it in mm -hmm. and i was not like yep. good with the hands-on stuff. School brought me down, especially high school. I got quiet, didn't really do much, wasn't good at school. Introverted. Was, yep, introverted. Kind of kept my head down. Mm -hmm. Failed a lot of classes, barely graduated. 
And, uh, but I was really good at woodworking mm -hmm. and all that. But my parents were like, get him out of high school as fast as possible. Was there a big focus on or talk about college, either with your family or friends? No. You know, like for me growing up. Not really. You know, like, uh, and I don't know if it was because of my friend circle or my dad went to mm -hmm. college, but, mm -hmm. you know, like there was just no other option. Like right. that's what no. was going to happen. No, because my dad didn't go to college. My mom didn't go to college. After high school, I was just glad to be glad to be done with it and uh, didn't have anything to do. So I lived at my parents' house and mm -hmm. got jobs, which is what, and that's it. Yeah. Other than me going to school, right. you know, I had something simple. When I came mm -hmm. home, you kind of just have, like, we worked at grocery right. stores and yep. just kind of did the our social mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. So I joined a band. Played bass guitar. I'd never played before, so I taught myself how to play because they needed a bass player. Wow. It was my was brother. Was that your first instrument? Yeah. Your first time playing music was after high school? Yeah. Jeez. I hate you. <laughs> my, my older brother played bass in a band, and I was the roadie and stuff, and I tried to, you know, help them out and stuff like that, but Jeez. I never played anything. And that's and the, then, the reason I react like that is because <laughs> this guy, like, he can just pick up anything and be a natural at it. It really really irritates me. <laughs> Though I usually like give up before I get good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Yep. And it was funny because I I tried to work really hard at the band. Like we invest all our money back into the band. And at that point we didn't have the internet. We didn't have, well, the internet existed, just it wasn't as relevant today yep. as today. But you know, I created a website on like geocities.com, which I think was like I had the GeoCities. first like stupid. I programmed platform. the whole page when I was at <laughs> Iowa State, yep. like wrote HTML yep. code and put yep. pictures up. I mean, we basically, and I mean, GeoCities, I guess, gave us the platform, but right. we basically had Facebook before exactly. Facebook it, existed. I joined the band and I was doing all the stuff with no knowledge of business or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was just like, let's just, let's take the money that we make from shows put it into merch, put it into CDs, put it into a van so we can drive mm -hmm. to concerts, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Let's book a tour. Let's book shows. Let's uh, what was the band? practice all the time. What was the band's name? Part of the Trigger. Part of the Trigger. <laughs> we played hardcore. Screamo? Know, yeah, it was like Screamo, yeah. Okay. Just a little bit of singing. But you guys like tour, tour van and you toured yeah. regionally, mm -hmm. but you were a band that went on tour. But it was and fun. Yeah, and at the same time you're yeah. working at like working at you know, grocery store. Grocery store, okay. Yeah, which is what I did pizza, too. Yeah, pizza place. And so you did all those jobs, sort of odd, you know, odd jobs. The grocery mm -hmm. store was probably mm -hmm. your your anchor as far as all that goes. Mm -hmm. And then you transitioned into employment at mm -hmm. the church. Yep. Okay. Got got a job at the church as a janitor, and uh, did that for a couple years until I got bored with it and decided that they needed a maintenance manager at the church and I noticed that they didn't really have one so I pitched it to the you know the higher ups there and but you put together like a put serious together pitch a, yep, like, put together a whole job description took pictures of the entire building everything that was being neglected yep. stuff like that and how I could help fix all that and save them money and hire people to do that and stuff like that and then from there we basically took that whole whole department, janitorial side and maintenance side, and reworked the whole thing. But before I worked at the church, I actually did a lot of remodeling too. So I was working mm -hmm. at the grocery store. I was doing the band. I was also um, remodeling people's houses on the side just to learn, get extra cash. And that's kind of where my background was with 
remodeling stuff in the maintenance world. I understood it. It was easy. Mm-hmm. It's hands-on. So I got to be able to do that stuff at the and church. And, you're, of course, a natural for it. Yep. But I still didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Still didn't love it. Well, but but part of that was, like, you really were in a in a rough place at that point. Yeah, I didn't. You know, you were not I was happy. Married, with, I had a kid, a house. You know, you're making good money, paying, benefits, yeah. all mm-hmm. that stuff, yeah. but you just feel yeah. like traditional job. This is not what I want to yeah. be doing. Not only because you really you you don't like authority too much in the sense of like a traditional job right. where yeah. you have a boss yeah. telling you what to do because you have such vision for how things yeah. should be done yeah. mm-hmm. that it's difficult to be told right. what to do right. either when you already know that needs to be done or you think something else is a higher mm-hmm. priority whatever mm-hmm. the case may be so you were you know it wasn't like oh someone comes along and says you know hey come right. work at my yeah. production right. company and you're right. like oh cool Sweet. but you know you were really struggling right. with yeah, where yeah. you were and trying to figure right. out what yeah you're going to do with your life, but still not knowing mm-hmm. what that would be. Yeah. And then a friend comes along yeah. and says, um, you know, do you want to yep. come learn yep. how to yep. do stuff at my yep. production company? Anyway. Yeah, I was already looking for a way out. And uh, he comes along. He's like, have you ever edited or shot video? Or I was like, no, dude, I've never touched the camera. I never used editing software. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even own a computer that can handle that stuff. <laughs> He's like, well, why don't you uh, come over and... We'll talk about it, and we'll hook you up with some video and see if you can edit it. We'll give you the program. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I might as well try something different. <laughs> yep. And I was basically done with the maintenance thing because I was get sick of it. But So so just so everybody knows, you did something really crazy. And that's that, that's, yep. we want to mention this because yeah, right, yeah. this is part yep. of why we're, we have the company, why yep. we're making these videos. Yep. Um, and, and some of the, you know, I didn't do necessarily something as, you know, like, like you could have really gotten some blowback from friends and family for making this decision with what you did. Mm -hmm. You know, most of what I did other than getting into debt for school seemed like, you know, these, yeah, these natural steps, you know, sort of like what's culturally accepted Mm to, to, you know, progress with your life. But you went from. You know, forty thousand dollars a year, whatever the salary yep. was, benefits, all this stuff. Probably steady would have work. Never been. Never. Yeah. Never would have been let go. Probably. Never we laid off. There forever. You, you went through the recession. You know, yep. all that yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, this offer comes along to join this production mm-hmm. company for a guaranteed significant pay cut. Oh yeah. I mean, um, fifteen bucks an hour and not even guaranteed full time. Independent contractor. This isn't like he's <laughs> not, wasn't coming on as an employee yeah. or anything like that. Uh, and what did you do to rearrange your life to be able yep. to pursue something yep. that you thought you could really love doing for yep. the rest of your life? So we had a house. I was married. I had one kid at the time. We had our house, and I decided to move my family out of the house, get someone to rent it, and move into an apartment complex where we manage the apartment buildings. It's two buildings with 48 units and we would manage this building um, and they would pay us 400 bucks a month and we wouldn't have to pay to live there. Right. So you turned your house into income. Two bedroom apartment. And then lived for free. I mean, you worked there and then Mm -hmm. got paid. That's right. So there's basically a part-time job Mm -hmm. managing the apartment and then doing the independent contractor work with video. So I worked at the studio for about a year and a half 
lived at the apartment, rented out the house. Wasn't a great fit after that time. Uh, so I had to figure something else out. So he um, left working there and yep. um, that was a b big impact to right. um, yep. what we were trying to do there. Mm -hmm. um, but the same was happening with me as well. It just mm -hmm. wasn't ending up being a good fit. Once DJ left, then I started putting my exit strategy into uh, into action. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take very long, maybe three or four months before right. uh, I left as well and mm -hmm. struck out on my own. <clears throat> so you leave work. Yep. So and, after that, yep. And you've got um, two kids now. Yep, two kids. We just had our second. <clears throat> and you're suddenly... Yep out of work mm -hmm. and you decide yeah. to so out of work decide to start my own remodel company because i've had that background and now that i've done this switch from a traditional job to working for myself basically creative stuff um i didn't want to go right back into a traditional job work somewhere full-time barely make it and uh I thought, well, I'll try to take all my skills that I've learned and the realization that I have this entrepreneurial, like, business way about me. Now I just went full-time, full created a brand, created a business, and just started doing that full-time. I uh, You had a bunch of tools. Yep. You got a trailer. You trailer, leased a truck. truck yep. I mean, you yep. went all, all in, in on yep. a remodel exactly. company. <clears throat> you partnered yep. with someone, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. Partnered with someone. That was, oh, my expectations were not, my expectations in my partner that I work, started with weren't met after a while, so that kind of started going downhill, and we decided to part ways, and um, I just started on my own, and through that process, you started helping me out because you were done at the studio. Right. I left that job. Needed some extra income. Yep. You've never done remodeling stuff before. And I'm like, well, I need someone to just carry stuff and help me do things. So. And I really wanted to yep. learn how to do it um, mm -hmm. because I figured at some point we, my wife and I would buy a house. That's right. Uh, ever since we moved here, mm -hmm. we were living nine months with my in-laws. And then we lived in an apartment um, on the Iowa side of the Omaha Metro and, um, uh, you know, wanted to try to break out of apartment living all of our lives and mm -hmm. get into a house. <clears throat> so obviously the extra income was a huge part of it, wanting to help DJ, being really curious about remodeling and learning, mm -hmm. you know, how to do that stuff. Um, and it was a, a great opportunity for us to hang out because we really connected well at work and became good friends, you know, for him to be able to expand his business a little bit with my extra help and then Matt doing his thing with, mm -hmm. with uh, you guys could do two jobs at once. Right, exactly. So how long did we do that? <clears throat> maybe yeah, was it? six to nine months, yeah. maybe. So I'm doing some freelance video stuff, which mm -hmm. actually sometimes caused some issues with me being available to DJ, I'd need to spend a morning or mm -hmm. take a day off or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I was still doing some rewriting on my screenplay, so sometimes I'd have to, you know, take a pause on helping him with the remodeling mm -hmm. stuff to uh, work on um, a video that was due. I was basically putting myself out there as a freelance post-production person. If you have overflow, you need editing help, whatever. I wasn't doing anything with cameras. I didn't own any cameras. I wasn't mm -hmm. filming anything. It was just post-production. 
Um, uh, anyway, so we were having a lot of conversations about uh, moving back towards, you know, doing video and mm-hmm. all that. And you were doing some stuff right. for yep. Christ Community. That's right, yeah. They would need filming done mm-hmm. with their equipment, um, but then editing as well. And you were yep. still helping out with that stuff. So he still had kind of a toe into mm-hmm. video production and post-production. And I think, you know, we knew that we were moving towards getting the band back together. So not only right. us... Yep but some of the other people that mm-hmm. left the company where we were and figuring out a way to form, to work together, put a company together and start going all in, mm-hmm. but still focused on post-production because right. I wasn't yep. really thinking strongly about video production. We I think I was scared. Cameras. Yeah, the investment, <laughs> and I think I just personally was was intimidated by it and yeah. a little bit scared to actually do the production mm-hmm. side of things. So the remodeling thing, we get to the point where, you know, we 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 know we want to do all this video stuff, mm-hmm. and your partnership with your partner went away, mm-hmm. and you got to a point again where you were sort of hitting, getting to a point where you were sort of just like, I don't want to do remodeling. Yep. This is not what yep. I want to do with my yep. life. Felt like a job again. Yep. Like the the homeowner was the boss. Yep. You know, the pressure I, and stress yeah, wasn't as creative as I was hoping it to be, and there was yeah a lot of, a lot of pressure from getting stuff done. You're in somebody's house, tearing it apart. You only have a limited amount of time. You have to get it done. You know they're spending a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, and, and again, you know you're not doing anything creative. You're just putting the puzzle back together how you're supposed to. Yeah, I mean there's creative aspects here and there, but it's not as much as, you know, video or, you know, creating stuff like like we do now. So I think you really were going through trying to figure out because you had you had you had gotten a new house, you yeah. sold the original house, sold the, the, yeah. you weren't making money off of yeah. renting income and all that, yeah. but you had so sold the house for it. a yeah. pretty good profit. Yeah. You bought a new house, mm-hmm. um, two kids, yeah. so you're you're in sort of a um, the same situation you were when you left the church, you, right. yeah. you know, the remodeling thing. You've got clients lined up. You got gigs that you can do. There's yep. money to be made. People are calling me all the People, time. Yep. Yep. But it's just not what you want to do. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'm doing post production. Yep. We stopped doing remodeling. At least I did, and you were still doing maybe a little bit of it here and there. Mm-hmm. But the video stuff started picking up. Yeah. I made the company like LLC, all that stuff on January 1st of 2017. And then I think shortly thereafter, you really pushed for getting into video production. Mm -hmm. And when Christ Community was selling their C100 Mark I with dual pixel CMOS autofocus, you're like, we need to buy this camera. And so I think how it worked was you bought it because I didn't have credit available or something. And then I paid paid you. And then I put it on my like. Uh, yeah. Remodel credit card. Yeah. My company's credit card right. to buy it. To buy it. <laughs> and we got a few then, other things like you got a you worked you worked to get this road mic. Right. I put in a couple doors for someone for who, a guy, yeah. For trade. And then we got a tripod. But I also did it half for the rest of the camera did an edit. That's right. You yeah, you did an did edit it. for the additional cost yeah. of the camera. Yeah. And then I think you bought the Ninja 2 external Mm -hmm. recorder. Mm -hmm. And we just had a few items and started doing video production for a few clients that we we got referrals for. And the whole thing really took off. I mean, we had a big client. 
um, with, with a lot of video needs. And then it just started turning into, you know, we had the cameras and, right. or the camera. We were and, borrowing cameras. We were borrowing yeah, lenses. We had a way better year than we thought we would. Uh, and really building a portfolio of um, a video work that we could then use to land more video work. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, we're over a year into that, and it's me and DJ, and Michaela really handles a lot of the photography side of things, but she also does some producing for us as well. We also work with um, a few editors, freelance editors, Becky, who's behind the camera right now, and we're trying to get this crazy kid Jonathan into the fold. He also drives a Mazda, which is nice, that that uh, that vouch as well, and Becky does too, so oh, yeah. I have a Mazda. Weird. I know. So for this year, we're looking at continuing our client work and starting to try to develop more original content. Um, original content, again, being this YouTube channel. DJ's working on his own YouTube channel with his personal brand and just the stuff that he wants to film and put out there. We have a couple shows in the works. And um, I have my screenwriting as well as part of that strategy to move into original content. Um, So that's sort of where things are. And that is our background. We wanted to really talk about what, where we came from in our lives, mostly to connect with you guys so that if you're someone who was artistic and creative, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> in elementary school, middle school, high school, but school just didn't work for you, you weren't sure what you wanted to do with your life. Maybe you struggled with cultural pressure to go to college or to get a full-time job and, you know, just punch the clock until you retire. Well, we just don't work that way. No. I have known for a very long time that I just don't do well working for other people. If I would have got promoted at Whole Foods where I worked. Yeah. I probably would have stuck with them. Would you? Like in management? Yeah, if they were like, yeah, you do produce manager or whatever. Yeah. I'd have been like, all right, dude, this is it, man. I'm working my way up. This is sweet. But there's something always at all my jobs that I just didn't want to get to that point. Yeah. And I don't think it's because I couldn't or they didn't want me to. It's because I didn't, I didn't want to. So I never pushed I never pushed for it. Yeah. Never cared. You just never wanted to do it for some reason. Something in the back of your mind or in your gut told you that this, you know, this is as far as I want to take yeah. this. You know, I just yeah. want to be sort of the employee that does my nine mm-hmm. to five and, you know, gets out of here, yep. doesn't take the job home with me, um, that kind of stuff. So for us having this company and doing what we do, we just, it means the world to us to be able to wake up and do pretty much exactly what we want to on a given day. Now, we're not necessarily in a situation where we don't get stressed out about money or making ends meet or paying our bills. We want to be able to make ends meet and not live paycheck to paycheck or be nervous about where the next job's going to come from. There's just something to be said about coming up with a show and getting a group of people that are passionate about creating stuff mm-hmm. through the film medium mm-hmm. and and figuring it out. Yep. Um, and with the internet, there's no more middleman. You can make whatever you want with incredible resources that are expensive but not prohibitively so and um google anything get on youtube whatever learn how to do it yourself it's incredible so that's really what we're moving toward and we just wanted to share our background with you guys so that if you're out there 
wondering how to do this yourself um, or whether or not you can or like like you know you have some of the struggles that DJ had growing up or even me where you know you kind of knew what you wanted to do performing arts film um, but you've got a lot of debt you know I'm married and have a kid with hopefully a second kid on the way here soon we have a mortgage all that stuff um, and um, you know we're able to piece it together and figure it out and um, you know, do what we're passionate about, do what we love to do, which is, you know, behind the camera, in front of the camera right. now, I guess, mm -hmm. and uh, in the edit bay. You know? Yeah, I mean, we want to film this stuff, us sitting here talking about this as kind of an encouragement to people. I mean, I meet a lot of people that have, that are stuck in, stuck in their full-time job. They, oh, we got to have insurance. We got to have 401k. We got to do all this stuff. And a lot of these people are 20s, you know, like just out of college trying to figure out what they need to do. And I'm like, dude, I'm 35 and I have mm -hmm. a wife and kids and a house and I quit doing that, you know, and mm -hmm. and just trying to go for something that I can create or do, you know, and it's not as hard. You, you just got to ask the right questions and get into it. You know, you can find health insurance, you can find there's stuff to help people do their thing. You know, you have to be prepared to do some big things mm -hmm. um, like you did. And that really is for us the key. We've spent 35, I'm almost 40 years old. We've spent all this time really trying to figure that out. And we've probably always known it, but we just didn't ever say it out loud right, yeah. or do what was necessary to actually... Yeah. Well, you get stuck with, you know, other thoughts or what people are going to think or, you know, there's... Well, we thought about that with this, yeah. this YouTube channel. We, right, yeah. you, you know, you maybe a little bit Don't more than be me. on camera. But I think me personally, like, I was on, you know, on this path to becoming, you know, a screenwriter. Yep. And mm -hmm. I've thought myself, like, what, what does it mean amongst my peers and friends, people I went to film school with, graduated yep. with? What does that mean to be pivoting like this? Mm -hmm into, you know, living in Omaha and editing videos in my basement, which we call the studio, um, uh, which will, that'll be the next video is the studio tour. Um, you know, editing videos, you know, am I, you know, am I not f as far along as I should be? You know, yeah. why do I feel impatient, but yeah. then patient at other times, you know, these struggles that you go through with mm -hmm. where you are in your life, and what does it mean to start a YouTube channel? What's it mean for my friends to see me, yeah. you know, talking, you know, like this and, and, and putting these things out there? And for you, um, some of the stuff you dealt with growing up and mm. um, feeling like, you know, you have a voice that um, can be put out there yeah. and, I don't know, help people or show people how what you yeah. have done they can do. Or, you know, if they have questions about changing careers or getting involved in the film business, whether it's, you know, locally in your small town, in a big city or on the global scale. Um, you know, that's sort of what, what our struggles were with even embracing doing this, you know, mm -hmm. you're sort of shy or you're reserved again, mm -hmm. what are people mm -hmm. going to think? And we've just really come to the point where we don't care. And, um, we have stuff to say and we want to share our knowledge with you guys, yep. show you what we've learned, how we've failed, how we've succeeded, 
um, and, uh, you know, just show you guys what we're doing here at Midland Pictures. We're excited to share our content, our original content, uh, the stuff that we do, and to tell stories and tutorials and cool apps you need to check out and the gear that we've got. I can't wait to do our first what's in my gear bag video. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I could watch those all day mm -hmm. um, on YouTube. So, yep. so we're excited. As you can tell, we're excited. <laughs> totally excited. <laughs> Anything else? So one other thing we wanted to elaborate on was what you're seeing behind you. So this is my basement. Um, we work out of uh, the basement of my home. Um, again, we call it the studio. It's a fancy word for a place where artists and creatives and video professionals work. And it, it is a studio. I mean, we've got all of our equipment and all that stuff, but it's kind of rough and unfinished. But the exciting part is, is that we're going to be slowly finishing these spaces so that they can be used for post-production, video production like this, um, so we can, you know, have this channel and bring our YouTube videos to you guys, uh, whether it's gear bag stuff, tutorials, mm -hmm. um, us just sitting down and talking about our struggles and what we're trying to figure out and come up with. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you can see like my kid's little tricycle, there's a vacuum cleaner back there, a juice man box, a bunch of bins, monitors and product boxes. Um, you're going to see some videos of us really transforming this space into a filming studio. So duct tape window. Can you see that? Yeah. I don't know if the duct tape window is there. So we're going to <laughs> paint the walls. We're going to put, um, like an acoustic foamy, whatever ceiling in, we're going to put some drywall up. We're going to put um, some rugs down, some desks, some more storage shelves. Um, yeah, he's going to do it all. Um, you know, conduit and stuff on the, in the ceiling so we can hang lights like we're gonna try to really make this uh, a production studio for these videos and maybe other people's videos maybe becky wants to make a video uh, yeah, um, uh, for her personal brand or whatever she's got going on or jonathan does and they can use the space and our cameras to tell their stories to film their videos uh, that's why we wanted to shoot in this space it looks terrible right now but also kind of cool sure. Um, and, uh, you'll be seeing some videos as we transform it into, um, you know, what we think is a really cool filming space. Um, the next video that we're going to do is probably our studio tour. So we're just going to show you around the studio as is it's got its rough spots. It's got its, um, uh, you know, cool features as well. Um, and you know, over the course of the next few years, you're probably going to see the space transform quite a bit. Um, so we're excited to share that with you. Uh, and you know, get this all underway. Of course, if you have any questions, hit us up in the comments. We'd love to hear from, from you. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Matthew T. O'Brien. Um, the company's at Midland Pictures. Your me, Instagram. Me, yeah. my Instagram <laughs> and Facebook, DJ Hornacek. YouTube also, DJ Hornacek YouTube. Yeah, you have a... I don't I, know what the... I, I have one follower right now. One I have one follower. follower. I don't even know who it is. We are literally starting at nothing.